Welcome to the Serious Social podcast, created by the straight-talking social media experts at Immediate Future. Need a framework for creating the right content under pressure? We're here for you. This episode was recorded live on Facebook on Friday the 24th of April 2020. So one of the the things I want to talk about now is about rolling our sleeves up. I think I mentioned this last time. We want to roll our sleeves up and get on with the job now. Um, And for many of us who have decamped home, I think the biggest issue has been that we have been a bit unsettled. And so repurposing content has served us really well. Um, But now our audiences want more um, and we're missing the opportunity to connect, to entertain, be useful by rehashing old content that we've got. But alongside of that need for our audiences, I'm fairly aware, as everybody else who works in social media, that there are challenges. There's uh, challenges in finding the resource that you need, uh, underfunding possibly, but there are also challenges in terms of the way our audiences are behaving online. They're swinging rapidly between topics. Um, The traditional methods we use in content marketing have changed. For instance, we're we're used to a content rhythm in social media, often called hygiene hub and um, hero content. That rhythm has gone because everything is changing and swinging quite wildly. Some brands are meeting this by going real time almost with their content, which is listening to the conversation, um looking at what they can post out there um and doing that almost in a live fashion the problem is that's really resource hungry um and has a real challenge in terms of um getting that stuff done in a timely fashion and it's bloody exhausting to be honest with you um so we have to address that element of not we can't carry on like that rushing content out the door, but also that the fact our audiences are being more uh, more scrutinising our content a little bit more, they're kind of picking it apart a bit more, uh, which means that we need to focus on quality content, not just volume. So how do we speed up creativity? How do we increase the relevancy for our audiences? And how do we create a well-oiled production machine? So, uh, the the way to do that is to create a framework, a framework that kind of creates guardrails for the way that you work, which allows the world to keep changing. Uh, and we have a, a framework that's built on three elements, uh, lenses, filters and sparkers. And it what they are able to what we're able to do is use that framework then to change gears very quickly. It, if you think about it, we're very used to navigating a a kind of river of so predictable content, predictable uh, times, moments, things that happen on a regular basis. We're heading for barbecue season, for instance, that kind of thing, the predictability of it. And we're used to managing that in a very focused way. Now we're no longer um, sailing quietly down a river. We are actually in the rapids where there is also the danger of toxic topics where we really have no right to be or we shouldn't be talking about. And that makes us a little bit more edgy. So we need to think about our audiences and we need to make sure that that how we navigate through that 
allows us to, to produce content that we where we can manage that process much easier so i talked about lenses filters and sparkles let's talk start 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 with lenses so lenses give you a clear view of your audience um from your audience behaviors attributes values and change which are just constantly changing uh, I don't know if you saw, but if you haven't, go back and watch Belle Lawrence's live a couple of weeks ago, where she talks about how audiences have become a community of tribes. Um, and this is really important because now we're clustering around values. So you may have a, a very typical audience persona set, which is just altered slightly because values and attitudes and behaviors are focused more. Um, and so we have tinier, more shattered, fragmented audiences that are kind of clinging together in these communities. So we need to identify who those are and then create a lens for each of those, because we, without going into great voluminous amounts of detail on building personas, I mean, just a very, very clear lens where each tribe, where we look at them and say, where are they playing? Um, for instance, you know, they may not be in their usual social media channel. They may have wandered into a new one. I mean, the uptake on TikTok is a prime example of people switching from one thing to another. They, they may have um, uh, um, uh, different things that matter to them today that didn't matter to them three weeks ago or six weeks ago. We need to understand their interests, what they, what the, what what um, sparks them. We need to understand their pain points, um, and also where they're passionate. What are they interested in right now? Um, and then once we have got a grip on these multiple tribes, we need to go back over and layer our brand purpose, which is going to alter ever so slightly for each tribe. Let me give you an example. If you're a media company that's pushing out nice information resources and have done very well so far, you may find that your tribes have now set themselves on two different sets of values. One value might be the news hungry, can't stop watching the news, I know, because I'm a bit like that. And then you've got the entertainment and fun tribe, and, and sometimes they overlap. You would start to push out content to different, just with a different tilt to it. So the tilt would be, uh, for the news hungry, you might want to do analysis on the news and updates that actually go into more depth or are more fact based, which would be a good thing. Um, but on the entertainment site, you might be looking at reviews of films or books or things that the people can enjoy. The purpose of, of creating a lens is so that you stop being bland. It's a real danger that you become all things to all people and therefore so washed and rinsed that you, you're actually saying nothing, in which case, who cares? But it also prevents you from kind of joining the mass movements when you have no right to be there. So, so those brands that are joining the Thursday NHS clap without a right to have that conversation are in the wrong place. It also helps you identify that some parts of your what were your audience and are now your tribes you can't communicate with right now because you haven't got anything useful, helpful, entertaining, or anything that that would fit around them. So, so it allows you to understand your audience in a slightly different way. Once you've got that mapped out, and it really is just you know five or six bullets on each of those, you're able to then to build filters based on those lenses, and that the filters are the is the element of the framework that allows you to test your content. 
effectively it allows you to create a set of rules so that you can jump in and out of the changing themes without having to constantly reevaluate your strategy or your um or your approach to content so the filter roles help you stick to your content goals so for instance they help you understand if you're on track are you producing content that has distinctive value is the content unique or have a twist on it that makes it a little bit different because you still have to stand out in a noisy crowd is it useful to the tribe is it actually pro providing something of value to them um, and does it matter to them um, is it the right tone so you would create a set of rules um, which means that not only you are creating the content, but everybody around you can, you can start to pull in resources around you to help support those, those rules and, and operate in terms of your content. In my experience, that set of filter rules will always be bespoke to your company. So I can't tell you what they'll be without working with you. So, so you need to have a really good think. Um, a great example is, um, let me give you a, a, an example that's a kind of hypothesis. So Brandwatch have, um, uh, have a COVID-19 resource, which looks at worldwide conversations on social media, and it's free. Um, 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 and what they've seen is that conversations around mindfulness and meditation have increased in March and they really went up. However, they are beginning to drop now. Um, instead, there's a massive spike in conversations about yoga mats. So with a filter, you're going to be able to switch the conversation quite easily without lurching from one piece of content to the next. So imagine you're a gym company who wants to when this is all over increase membership uh, you've identified a lens of a tribe that is um, that is really interested in well-being and that could be made up of occasional gym users or the regular uh, attendees which is how you would have traditionally set them up but now what you're looking at them as well-being interested if you see what i mean and your filter is that you will provide step-by-step -step guidance and be the authority on mind and body that's going to be your thing so your first part in march according to the research you may well put it out step-by-step -step guides on mindfulness or meditation you might do a daily meditation session but as the conversation begins to switch to yoga mats you might look at comparisons you're not selling anything but you are providing information say here are comparisons of yoga mats or here's the best places to go and buy yoga mats the idea being is that you're able to position yourself as an unbiased expert so i hope that makes sense because it's a, a hypothetical case but i hope it makes sense um, the other part of it of filters is that you have to be quite disciplined which is, which is quite difficult when you've had a great idea and you go yeah this is fantastic and you want to get it out there and you can't <laughs> you can't get it out there because you know it doesn't fit the way your brand needs to be perceived so you have to be quite disciplined with it so now you've got your lenses and your filters the last element is the sparkers and the sparkers are really because we're quite often brainstorming by ourselves and we want the opportunity to not only be more creative faster but also to think of ways in which we can shatter creative ideas into different concepts so um what i mean by this it's kind of almost like a 
uh, an aid memoir for, 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 for us to help us see all the different things that we could be doing. So we might look at our lenses um, and our filters and say, what partnerships um, or advocates or influencers can we build stronger relationships with? So honing it down on those tribes and actually look at fewer is better, but stronger and better relationships. Um, you can also look at what you already have as a business um, and how that might now appear as through through a particular lens. Uh, um, the Smithsonian Museum are doing a fantastic job at this because they've released all their, their kind of visuals and pictures and they're saying to people, go innovate. So you can go and take a biplane from the 40s and 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 recolor it and put yourself in it if you wanted to but you can also use some of the the patents and, and diagrams to build your own or have new ideas in terms of technology so uh, uh, it's fantastic another example of someone using resources they already have is nasa who came out with earth day 2020 resource um, uh, one of my colleagues is going to put a link out on this. It, it, it is a fantastic site, particularly to NASA, but they are making all this information available to you with a heck of a load of downloads, including downloads that you can get as your ringtones, which pleases me now. <laughs> um, so you're looking at what content that might fit. You may also look at what curated content that also fits the filter. So you can start to reach out what UGC might work um, within each of these tribes. And then you can focus on more quality formats. So AR filters, I mean, particularly snap filters are increased 37% uh, through March and 75% of users are using the, the AR filters right now to engage. So you may say, I, I've now got the chance to step back and do something a bit more detailed, whether it's AR or getting a dev team to develop a chatbot. All of these things are things you can now do because you have a framework of how you're going to be useful. And of course, you're going to pepper your posting plan with content you already have and assets you already have. But and that's the key is but through the filter and by putting it through the filter, you're able to maybe not reshow or reshare a whole video, but an element of it. The copy content on a visual may change so that it now fits to the right context, the right audience or tribe um, with relevant, meaningful content. But it also allows you to do some really flexible things. So you can also then as a consequence, think about how a set of images could become uh, a GIF or how video could be repurposed as a podcast, um, how you could maybe do audiograms. Um, and you can reimagine how your original content was. And so you're not just repurposing and pushing it back out, but actually creating something new from old. Um, you want the right messages and that's what the framework does it enforces you down a road where you think all the time how do i make this fit how do i make this piece of content fit a great example is travel zoo um, who obviously can't be going out there selling holidays right now who looked at the content they have um, which is fantastic beautiful visuals and have created their virtual vacation um, take a look at their social it's 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 great you know, for that 10 minutes over lunch where you wish you were somewhere else. <laughs> um, um, 
Now, I know creating a framework is work up front, but it will save you down the line because once you have the, the guardrails, it's a bit like, you know, when you go bowling and you put the kids' guardrails up, it just stops you, your content falling into the gutter. And that's the best that will happen, which is that it just floats on by and nobody notices it. But actually, what you really don't want to happen is it to fall in the gutter and for it to flare up in the wrong way. So the reality is it puts the guardrails up. It makes you understand that the behaviours of our audiences have changed, but also the rules and the purpose of your brand and how that fits alongside it. If you're after more know-how to break the social boring, subscribe now and check out the show notes for links to our website and social profiles.